Welcome to another PA Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Nichols, alongside my co-host, Jason Gottesman, the spokesman for the House Republican Caucus here in Pennsylvania. And Jason, we have a lot to talk, a lot to talk about today. We'll start with regulatory reform, and this has been kind of the topic of discussion here in Pennsylvania the last week, in that there have been a lot of regulations that have been waived due to the pandemic that maybe should be waived permanently. There are other regulations that maybe need to be reinstated. We need to investigate this. I understand we began doing that with the policy committee. What's going on here? What are we learning? Well, let's take a step back because I think all of this ties into a, a larger subject matter, which we've been talking about here the last several weeks, and uh, we'll continue talking about here until the, the primary, which is educating people on exactly what the governor's emergency disaster declaration relating to COVID-19 uh, and other emergency disaster declarations does. And, and one of those things is it allows um, the suspensions of, uh, of regulations to help respond to the identified emergency. And uh, one of the things that we've seen during COVID-19 is uh, basically, um, you know, thousands of regulations suspended um, to the extent that some of these agencies don't even know exactly what they suspended. Uh, And one of the things that we did several weeks ago is Majority Leader Benninghoff in uh, conjunction with standing committee chairs uh, across the the Pennsylvania House of Representatives sent letters to the uh, various state agencies asking them to to uh, identify regulations that they have under their purview that were suspended uh, and could be done away with permanently or should be reinstated. So all of that was driven as part of an economic recovery message, which is very important because one of the things that we hear about constantly from businesses is the gov- need to gov- for government to get out of the way. Um, and regulations are one of the main ways in which government stands in the way of small business job creators uh, who are trying to you know, start, start you know, a, a new business or uh, get a business off the ground or or grow a business or expand and, and things or like that. Or get one restarted in the middle of a pandemic. Well, exactly right. So that's, again, that's exactly what we're looking for. We're looking for ways in which uh, we can make things easier to jumpstart our economy and get government out of the way. And again, along those along the, that journey, we've also found some regulations that uh, have been suspended that need to be re-implemented. So some, some very uh, simple ones, like work search requirements for people receiving unemployment compensation. Right now, we are facing, uh, let's face it, we're facing a labor shortage here in Pennsylvania. People are uh, hiring at, at, at a very high clip now, but there are people who do not wish to uh, go back into the workforce because uh, for, for many reasons, um, you know, they, they, one of those many reasons that they do not have to look for a job uh, as, as, as they normally do. They don't have to go to career link. They don't have to prove that they're looking for, for work to, as, a, as a precondition to receive their UC benefits. So uh, they're just not. And... Um, you know that's hindering the ability for people to get back to work. So, uh, in addition to things that that are that are suspended that should be done away with permanently, uh, we're also finding things for like the health and safety and welfare of the people, like uh, foster home inspections, uh, you know, placement, child welfare checks, things like that that aren't going on in you know now uh, on an in-person basis and are being done virtually and things like that need to be reimplemented. So, um, you know, all of this is in planning for what might happen after May 18th because we're looking at that date when the citizens of Pennsylvania and the voters of Pennsylvania will have the opportunity to vote on constitutional questions relating to and constitutional amendments relating to. Uh, uh, 
the, the General Assembly's role in sort of having a say in the, the emergency disaster declaration situation. So we're trying to get information not only for ourselves, but from the administration on sort of what, you know, what does the picture look like in terms of things that have been suspended? What do we need to do going forward? And, uh, you know, thankfully, this has actually been an area where over the last several weeks, we've had really good engagement from the administration. Uh, the governor issued an executive order uh, after our letter, basically saying he wants agencies to comply with this and even more, uh, which has been very beneficial in terms of getting cooperation from them. And they're going to report back to us in the beginning part of May. Uh, this week, the, the policy committee, the House Republican Policy Committee, held an in-depth public hearing uh, from small business job creators, the, the nursing home long-term care facility community, and others who are affected by these regulations to find out more about uh, what they see and, and what can be suspended or needs to be re-implemented and the challenges they're facing and coming back from the pandemic. So all of that is uh, very important. And regulatory reform is in a very uh, exciting subject for most people, but it's getting a lot of attention now because so many of them have been waived. We've lived without them for so long, which is, I think, a, think a larger commentary on the emergency disaster declaration situation to begin with, uh, that people are starting to scratch their heads and go, what's really going on here? And that's a legitimate question to ask, and we're trying to get the answers because uh, in, in a few weeks we might be tasked with uh, having to decide whether or not to continue in whole or in part uh, the emergency disaster declaration that's in front of us now. So uh, we're trying to make sure we're doing our due diligence, getting uh, informed, and uh, e even beyond that, making sure regardless of what happens on May 18th, that we're doing the right things for our economy and, and building up our small business job creators. And of course, we are talking about these uh, constitutional amendments. They're going to be on the May 18th ballot. The reason that we're trying to implement them is because the governor has gotten a little bit out of control, not just with regulatory changes, but just making law on his own as a dictator during the pandemic. And we've run into another problem with that, one that very well could have been foreseen, and I'm sure that a lot of people did mention in the run-up as we tried to prepare ourselves for the pandemic. What's going on here about a data breach? Yeah, so today, uh, as we're recording this, we just learned that um, the uh, company, a company out of Georgia, which the, the Wolf administration contracted with uh, to do contact tracing, had a massive data breach, which affects 70,000 Pennsylvanians and their personally identifiable information. Um, that's incredibly troubling. Uh, the Pennsylvanians uh, value their privacy, and they value their personal information being kept private. And in the throes of this global pandemic, they trusted the administration to find the people to do the right thing with that information. And that trust has uh, been been breached and that trust has been uh, broken um, to make matters worse that this contract was entered into with this company um, under the uh, authority given to departments and agencies under the governor's control to not have to do competitive bidding uh, and uh, do their due diligence and getting a contract essentially this was done on an emergency basis uh, there were some provisions relating to privacy and security that the company had to follow um, but ultimately without uh, you know having that that competitive bid process out there, or at least you're seeing what other people might be able to provide, um, this company was chosen uh, you know, with, without that sort of uh, public uh, scrutiny and, and the ability to see what other people might have that might be better than this particular company. So uh, you know, this all relates to the fact that uh, this goes back to the, the executive authority run amok and the dangers of having too much authority with one person uh, during an, an emergency disaster and, and speaks volumes to the role of, of needing to have more legislative oversight over what's going going and the say uh, of the voice of the people being reinserted through their representatives and senators into this process. And of course, this comes back to the wording of the actual ballot questions that are going to be presented to you, me, and everyone come May 18th. 
this has been a little bit politicized. The governor is trying to maintain his power, and he had the power of wording these questions. The legislature is trying to balance the power of the governor versus what he should have and what he actually has in this kind of situation. We've recognized that we don't want dictators. It seems like what you're saying in this in this data breach is that the governor chose to do a contact tracing without consulting the legislature, chose the company to do it, and now we're all kind of getting screwed. We got to make sure that that the the power is resting where it should be. Yeah, I mean, I think that we we live in a, a, a governmental system where we have checks and balances within a system of checks and balances, and everything is supposed to be look. Everybody's supposed to be suspicious of each other and looking at each other, and um, you know, we agree that there are some times where you need an executive to make emergency decisions, and that's why the the, the ballot questions are framed the way that they would to give twenty one days uh, of sort of unilateral authority without having to come back to the general assembly. Um, I think that's that's very important to remember is that there is a a, a period of time where the the governor can react unilaterally and quickly, uh, just like he does now. And then they just have to come back and, and sort of justify the continuation of that. Um, and, and that's that's important distinct, distinction to make, because what we've seen over the last few weeks is, is this administration engaging in a uh, blatant campaign of disinformation uh, relating to what would happen on May 18th if people voted yes. Um, ultimately, what this would do is not take the power away from the governor. It would keep that, but it would also put the onus on him to include the General Assembly into a justification as to why the, this this extraordinary amount of power needs to be rested uh, still within a single person in a single office. Um, we, you know, we are again, we are a system of checks and balances. When that system, uh, you know, to go back to one of my favorite movies in uh, Platoon, uh, there's a quote in there where the, when the machine breaks, when the machine breaks down, we break down. And right now, the the machine has been broken. And it's been taken over by one person, and there has been a breakdown. In the latest example, many breakdowns, in fact, and the latest example of that has now put the personally identifiable information of seventy thousand pencil. Pennsylvanians who gave their information over to this company uh, under the the auspices of it being, you know, helping people contact trace and, and helping themselves and others stay safe. Um, and now that trust has been broken. And again, you go back to the, the gross mismanagement over the, the way that the questions have been written, going back to the statute of limitations issue where things weren't publicized. Uh, you go back to the election way the election was handled, just gross mismanagement, uh, confusing and, and uh, really whiplash, um, you know, management from this administration, uh, all under the auspices of being under an emergency disaster declaration. And, and frankly, it's, it's time for that to end. This has been the PA Policy Podcast. Tune in for more on PA House Podcasts.